0: I want to invite you to go with me to 2 Samuel chapter 23 and verse 11 this morning. 2 Samuel chapter 23 verse 11 and 12. We read about one of the great mighty men of valor that accompanied the life and ministry of David. Verse 8 says that these were mighty men. And tonight, or this morning, I want to speak about mighty men of valor, and the mighty men of valor that we have in this congregation, and I want to speak uh, in a, a word of encouragement to every father this morning, and I want to speak a word of challenge to every a young man, a young, every man who maybe someday will be a father, uh, or if you are... Beginning to walk into manhood and not quite sure what all of that means. I want to speak about the mighty men of valor because we need them. We need them today, and we find in Corinthian, pardon in 2 Samuel chapter 23, that David was a great man. But he surrounded himself with men who were not so great. Men who had flaws and failings, men who had bad paths and hard lives. On one occasion, the Bible describes the men who followed David as being indebted and poor. They were being pursued, maybe possibly fugitives, and yet by their influence or by their contact with David and by David's influence over their life, they became something that was absolutely contrary to what they were. They became mighty men, men of courage and faith who challenged their enemies and who gained great victories for the nation of Israel. We find in that a testimony from the Old Testament and a picture, a type of the Lord Jesus Christ because the Lord Jesus Christ Like David has called to himself men and women of every every background and stripe, every race, every creed. Flawed and broken and needy and indebted in every other way. We came to him as we were. Wouldn't you say that because of your relationship with Christ, that he has made you? Something that you were not. And he has made you something greater than you ever could have been. That's the relationship uh, impact of the Lord Jesus Christ in your life. These men experienced it with David. And many of you and I have experienced it in walking with Christ. And so we read about one of these men in this chapter of the Bible. And it says, now after him was Shema, the son of Agi. The Harite. And the Philistines were gathered into a troop where there was a plot of ground full of lentils. And the people fled from the Philistines. But he took his stand in the midst of the plot, defended it, and struck the Philistines, and the Lord brought about a great victory. Say that with me, the Lord brought about a great victory. One more time, say it out loud: the Lord brought about a great victory. That's what God wants to do in your life this morning and in my life as we continue to walk by his leadership in our life. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning for the opportunity to gather here, to come together in worship and in prayer and to come to the Lord's table. We ask now that you would visit every one of our hearts as the word is spoken, that you would speak to us. I pray that you would encourage the ministry of every father in this congregation and those listening online, and I pray that you would encourage and inspire every man in this place to become a mighty man of God as he walks with the Lord Jesus Christ. We ask this in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. The Bible tells us about Shammah. Shammah was one of these men that David... Inspired to become a mighty man of valor. We read about Shammah in verse 11. It says he was the son of Agi, which uh, means in the Hebrew, the son of increase. That lets us know that Shammah, from his birth, had a, had a, a promise over his life. It was the promise of increase, the promise of growth, That is God's promise over every life of his children. Whether you are uh, new to the Christian faith or whether you've been walking with God for a long time, you are called to increase, called to grow, called to mature, called to be more than you are. God puts a high value and a great premium on increase. We read about the fig tree that Jesus cursed because it would not increase. We read about the parable of the talents in which the Lord blessed and favored those who increased and he cursed those who refused to grow. This is God's blessing over every life. There is increase that comes to you spiritually, physically, financially, emotionally when you walk with God. And that is the plan and purpose of God for every life this morning that you and I would increase that we would be more than we can be on our own, and that we would be more than we are right now. I don't know about you, but I want to be more, still more than I am right now. I want to be a better man, a better husband, a better pastor, a better leader. I want to be a better follower of Christ. and You and I can all strive for this, and it can become the reality of your life Because you are sons and daughters of increase. Say amen if you believe that. When you begin to walk with God, it's an upward walk. It's an upward path. It is a a journey in which God takes you from glory to glory. Friends, although we may not be where we're going to be, we're not where we were because of the goodness and grace of God who has brought us up and increased us by his grace and by his power. If you have that testimony, shout amen this morning and give God glory and honor for the fact that he has increased your life. How many of you have seen the increase of God in your life? Increase was Shammah's promise it was his destiny as as we might say but the Bible tells us that in that region the Philistines would come in and this happened annually I'm sure several times a year and the Philistines would come in and they would steal the crops and the harvest of the nation of Israel. they were ready to come in and take, what they did not work for. The Israelite men would plant their gardens and sow their seed and, and harvest or, or prepare a harvest for that, for that year. And then the, the, the Philistines would come in and take the harvest. They would take the barley, the wheat, the corn. They would take all that had been sown into the ground. And the result of this was that rather than increase, the nation of Israel was decreasing. Shammah's family was decreasing. Rather than get ahead, they were getting behind. Rather than getting out of debt, they were getting into greater debt and unable to to surmount the challenge of the Philistines. This was the the world they lived in. It was the situation they lived in. And Shammah was just like everybody else. Every year he planted a crop And every year, he thought this year will be different. And every year, he lost his harvest because of the enemy that had come against him. But then something happened to Shammah. Something came into his life. A relationship came into his life. And that relationship had an impact on his life and an impact on the life of his community. He came into a relationship with David. David the warrior, the anointed king of Israel. He came into a relationship with a man who was a warrior, a man who was a worshiper, a man who feared God, a man who walked with God. The Bible says about David that he was a man after God's own heart. Friend, let me just tell you this morning that every relationship in your life will have an impact on your life, whether for good Or for evil. The Bible says that bad relationships corrupt good morals. That means that your relationships are not a neutral. They're either building you up or they are tearing you down. They're either increasing you or they are decreasing you. They are either bringing you closer in your walk with God or pushing you further away. So beware what types of relationships you foster in your life because they will bear fruit sooner or later. Have you noticed that when we hang out with certain people for a while, we start using the same jokes, the same style of language, the same approach to life, and this is the reality of what happens in relationship. But friends, I want to tell you that there is a relationship which you can have, which will bring your life up and not down. Which will bring your life into wholeness and not brokenness, which will bring your life into peace and into prosperity, and that is a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. He wants you to know Him, to walk with Him, and to be influenced by Him. This is what He said in the Gospels He says, Learn from Me. That is His invitation to you this morning, to learn from Him. When you walk with God, when you walk with Jesus as your Savior, You'll start speaking like he speaks, thinking like he thinks, and living like he lives. You begin to experience the influence and the impact of the Lord Jesus Christ in your life. This is what happened to Shammah. David's character and nature got wrapped up into him. David's character and integrity became part of him. He started to learn how to be a man, how to be a warrior, how to be a a worshiper, And sooner or later, Shammah would find himself in a situation where he would have to put all of those attributes to work. Just like had happened every year before. The enemy came against Israel. The Philistines came in to steal the crops that belonged to the children of Israel. They came to take Shammah's harvest. But this time, something would be different. I want you to say that with me. And say it out loud, this time something will be different. Say it again, this time something will be different. How about you say this with me? This year, breakthrough will visit my house. Come on, say it again. This year, breakthrough will visit my house. Oh, what was different? What was different? The Philistines were the same, the the crop was the same. The community was the same, but something was different. Something was different, and what it was was that Shema had been changed by his relationship with David. And today, I'm here today to tell you that something will be different this year, and that Breakthrough will visit your house this year because something is different. God has decided to do a work In your life and in the life of your family, somebody ought to say amen if you receive the word of the Lord. That morning, I imagine the Philistines thought, We're going to have beans for dinner. So he told his wife, Prepare the tortillas, prepare the bacon, we're going to have beans for dinner. I'm going to go over into Israel and I'm going to take that harvest. And I'm going to bring it back to our house. And we're going to enjoy the fruits of someone else's labor. But that Philistine didn't realize that he was about to come into contact with someone who had an experience with a man of God. And let me just tell you this morning. I'm putting the devil on notice. Devil, you don't know what you're up to and what you're up against. Because you are dealing with the anointed, blood-bought children of the living God. And we're not going to let you take another harvest. Come on, somebody. Get excited this morning. Break through. It's going to visit your house. You can't have another harvest, devil. You won't take another year from us. The Bible says that this son of Increase, when he saw the Philistines coming, he stood his ground. I want you to understand, first of all, that this mighty man of valor took responsibility for the field. He took responsibility for the fact that if someone was going to defend this plot of lentils, this plot of beans, it would have to be him. Listen, somebody might say, well, it's just beans. It's just lentils. It's just peas. I don't know if I want to risk my life for that. We have a lot of gardeners here in the church and Rebecca and I have been very blessed by your gardens. Those of you who have brought us your tomatoes and your cucumbers and your bell peppers and your hot peppers and uh, your green beans and your squash. We've enjoyed it all. But I don't know how many of you would be willing to fight to the death for your tomatoes. However, this man took responsibility, and he said, I am going to stand in this field, and I am going to fight for my harvest. I'm going to defend what belongs to me. And maybe today, somebody might look at your life and say, well, they're just some kids. They're just some rebellious boys. Uh, they're just, they're just uh, nobodies. They'll never amount to anything. But when you look at them, you say, no, those are my sons. Those are my daughters. And I'm going to fight for them. I'm going to defend them. I'm going to pray for them. Come on, somebody. They belong to you. And God has given you that sacred and sovereign responsibility. And he understood that. He understood that it was his job and it was his responsibility to fight the good fight of faith, to stand against the enemy's schemes. He recognized that there was an enemy who wanted to take his field. And I want to encourage you to open your eyes to that fact this morning. There is an enemy against you. He wants to take your field. He wants to take your family. The Bible says in 1 Peter 5.8 that we should be on the alert and watch out because our enemy, the devil, our adversary, the devil, prowls around like a lion looking for someone to devour. There is an enemy against your soul, friend. There is an enemy against your family. There is an enemy against the church. And you and I are on guard. We are watching and we're praying because we realize that he is a thief. Jesus said the thief comes but for to steal, kill, and destroy. That is his method, and that is his agenda. To steal, to kill, and to destroy. If you let him in, he'll take your family, he'll take your marriage, he'll wreck everything in your life. But you don't have to let him in. Say amen, somebody. You don't have to let him in, and you don't have to let him have what God has given to you. Shema took responsibility For what God had given to him. And he defended his field. The Bible said that he stood his ground. He stood in the middle of that pea patch. Or that lentil patch. Or that bean patch. And he defended it. Because he understood. That it was his responsibility. I want to speak to every man. I want to speak to every father. Every husband. You and I have a responsibility before God. We are responsible to defend our families, responsible to stand in their their defense against the schemes of the devil. And God has given to every man and he's given to every father and husband spiritual authority whereby in prayer to lay claim to the things that God has spoken over your life. You are the spiritual head of your home. You are the spiritual authority of your house. And because of that, you have the anointing of God on your life to do the impossible and to receive the impossible in your life. You and I have been given the weapons of prayer by which to protect our homes. We have been given the weapon of faith by which to defend our home and receive into our home the blessings of the almighty God. We have been given the weapon of the word by which we can stand against the enemy and hold fast to the eternal promise of God. This is our this is our time. This is our responsibility. This is our field and we have divine authority and divine weapons whereby we can stand against the enemy's schemes. Luke chapter 10 verse 19 says this, behold I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. I want you to declare that with me out loud this morning. Say it with me everybody. God has given me authority over every power of the enemy and nothing will by any means harm me. If you believe that shout amen. 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. The phrase says, greater is he that is within you than he that is within the world. You have been given power. You have been given authority and you have been indwelled by the presence and power of God. So God says, I'm within you and I'm greater than the whole world against you. And if God be for you, then who can be against you? It's time to defend what God has given to you. Sometimes we let life beat up on us. Sometimes we let the enemy have his way. We let circumstances push us around. We let the bad news that comes discourage us. As a pastor, many times... I've received a phone call or sat with a father who's discouraged, who's afraid, who's worried. Sometimes because a son is in jail or because a daughter is rebelling or they have an out-of-wedlock pregnancy or there comes a financial challenge, a layoff at work, the loss of an income, the death of a loved one, These challenges face the lives of men, and men do not always handle them or do not almost ever handle them the way women do. God created men differently. Many times they lie awake at night thinking about the things that others cannot and do not worry about or think about. And they have the burdens and responsibility of manhood, the burdens and responsibility of leading their family, Providing for their home and sustaining what God has given to them. I've seen their tears and their discouragements. But I have also seen the the power that comes when faith arises. When the word takes its place. And those tears of of fear become a, a readiness to fight and to win. When those attacks and challenges that they thought were going to destroy their family. They realize are not greater than them. And they are not greater than their family. And the God who has blessed them. Come on somebody. I've seen victory come. And I know that victory will come to your home and to your life as you walk with God. And as you continue in your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the impact and the effect of walking with God and any man and any woman for that matter who will exercise these weapons of faith and prayer and the word will find that there is victory to be had David on his deathbed called Solomon to himself And David that mighty warrior said to him Solomon act like a man Be a man, son. Don't cower in the face of adversity. Don't shirk your responsibilities. Don't lay aside the great authority you've been given. But do some good with it. Build something. Encourage your world. This is God's plan for you today. That you and I would be men. And that we would, as we take responsibility in our life and in our world, that we would see the manifestation of God through our life and through our family. For here's the promise of the word of God. And this promise is for every single person here. The Bible said the Lord gave him a great victory. Shammah stood in that field, alone. But not alone. You say, ma'am, David must have been an incredible warrior. He must have taught De- uh, Shammah some, some great moves. He must have taught him how to fight with some extreme skill because he took on an entire troop of Philistines. But, friends, that's what I want you to realize it wasn't David's moves. It wasn't David's skills. It wasn't the long hours of training. All of that contributed, no doubt. But the text says that the Lord gave Shema the great victory. Because you see what happened to Shema. So when he stood in that field, the same thing that happened to Shema happened to David. When David came and he found a giant, Taunting the nation of Israel. And he, he found a giant taunting the army of the living God. David stood before that giant. And what happened to David? Happened to Shema. The Spirit of the Lord God came upon him. The anointing of the Almighty came upon him. And power came upon him to do the impossible. And to set, af- to set aright those things that were wrong. Shammah received the almighty power of the anointing of the Spirit of God. And the Lord brought a great deliverance through him. The Lord brought salvation through him. And what Shammah could not do by skill and ability and training, he did by the presence and power of the Lord. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 31. It says, The horse is made ready for the day of battle, but victory belongs to the Lord. What does that mean? That means every man is responsible to be ready for the day of battle. Every man is responsible. For paying his bills and meeting the needs of his family and being a loving husband and a caring father. He has to prepare for the day of battle. Every man is responsible for making sure that his family can get on without him if he were to die. You say, Pastor, are you selling? Life insurance? No. I'm just telling you, you've got to be ready for every eventuality. Be ready. Get your family out of debt. Find ways to walk in financial freedom. And when you've done all of those things, remember this. Victory belongs to the Lord. Victory belongs to God. He's the one that gives the victory. Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 1 through 4. It says, when you go out to war against your enemies and you see horses and chariots and armies larger than your own, you shall not be afraid of them. For the Lord your God is with you, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. And when you draw near to battle, the priest shall come forward and speak to the people. And shall say to them, Hear, O Israel, today you are drawing near to battle against your enemies. Let not your heart be faint. Do not fear or panic in dread of them. For the Lord your God, He is, it is He who goes with you to fight against your enemies, and He will give you the victory. This is God's word to you today. This is God's word to every embattled man, to every man on the fight of the good fight of faith. God says, let not your heart be faint within you, but increase in strength because the Lord your God is fighting with you and for you, and he will give you the victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to pray for every man this morning, every husband, every father. You are a mighty man of valor. You are an asset. You are a blessing. You are an incredible value. The body of Christ needs you. Your family needs you. And we are so glad to have you in these dark and difficult days. It is such a blessing to know there are men who walk with God and to whom God gives victory after victory. We've been singing it for the last few weeks. Victory in Jesus. That's your victory. That's my victory. Would you raise your hands, every man, every woman in this place, just raise your hands and receive the anointing of the Spirit of God to make you mighty, a mighty man of valor, a mighty woman of valor, to give you the strength to fight and to win the fight. You say, Pastor, I'm getting weary I'm getting tired. I'm getting worn out. I don't have what it takes. You do have what it takes. Rise up, you mighty men of valor. And defend what God has given to you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that the anointing that fell upon Shammah and the anointing that fell upon David, the same anointing that raised up Jesus from the dead, that anointing of the Spirit of God, which quickens and empowers let him fall now, let him fall now upon every heart and every life that hungers and thirsts for a move of God. I pray Holy Spirit come and empower and strengthen in Jesus' name.